Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who have never dropped a Matthew Stafford pass. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 340. 34. 334. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is the man who is, well, his his nickname is really Lucky Charms one day a year. Jeff, Lucky Charms, Risden, how you doing, brother? <laughs> it is good to be with you. Um, I'm of English descent and not Irish, so uh, my people don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> different kind of candles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No offense to anybody of any, anywhere out there. No. All right. Uh, I, I love everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, today's show, we got a lot to talk about. Why? It's opening day, the NFL free agency season. First day oh, of the league God. season. We're in, and uh, there's been a lot of action with the tampering period, but there, there's been all kinds of all kinds of stuff today. We're here to talk about it, break it down, help you guys understand what's going on, and get this thing kicked off right with the lines and everybody else. we got a new running back in town. He brings a little bit of a personality. We have uh, Michael Brockers trade. We have wide receiver news, including Kenny Galladay, and some breaking as we speak. And um, we got a couple other divisional laughs to have and a whole lot more. Great, great show lined up, Riz. You ready to go, my man? <laughs> oh, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Let's get right into it. First and foremost, we got ourselves a new running back known as running back two and rb2 i would say his name is jamal williams yes. from the green bay packers uh two years six million dollars incentives can push it to seven and a half oh. 3.25 guaranteed uh the cap hit in 21 is 1.6 mil and in 22 4.3 mil i feel like this is a really really good deal for a guy whose personality shows on the field i mean he plays hard he can plot he you know lay it out there is this guy's this is a good pickup i feel He's a very and, and we know that he can play because he's he's succeeded very well against the Lions in the past. He's a very consistent player. You, you know what you're getting with Jamal Williams. You're getting a guy. He's not a home run hitter, but he's going to reliably churn out yards. He catches the ball very very well. Seventy eight career percent catch percentage, three drops, 
Um, and in over and in over what is it, 695 career touches, zero fumbles. Never fumbled at BYU either. This is a guy. He's got incredible ball security. So that's right away. That, that that's an upgrade from what we've had in the past. He is taking over the Adrian Peterson role. He is much younger than Adrian Peterson. He's much more dynamic in the passing game. He's not great in pass protection, but he, he's good, he's good enough that the Packers trusted him quite a bit. Very consistent production. He he wound up having between 460 and 550 yards each of his four years. When he started last year, he started two games. Guess what? He ran over 100 yards in both games. Yep. He is capable of stepping up for a game or two or three if if Swift you know tweaks a hammy or rolls an ankle or something like that. They've got a starter right now who's coming in. He's better than carry on Johnson. He's different than carry on Johnson as well. They are, they are somewhat similar, but, but he's a little bit more North South than carry on is, or I should say than we would like carry on to be more like Jamal um, in, in that aspect. Yep, yep. There is room for all three of them. I know that's, that's the giant worry with a lot of people. It's like, Oh my God, well, what are, they're taking, they're, they're taking carries away from my guy Swift who looked really good as a rookie. Uh, I think the goal is to preserve Swift for 16 games. Yep. Get him, I don't know, well, let's say if they, have, if they have 400 carries on the year, which is a, a fairly rough, four, 425, he's going to get, Swift will get 200. Mm-hmm. And you're going to look at Williams getting, you know, 120. Uh, Johnson gets, you know, 100. And then the, 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 the other 10 gets split up between a fullback and a, a jet sweep and things like that. So there's definitely room for it. It's the way that the NFL is trending now. I know fantasy football hates it, and they have poisoned you to think that it's a bad idea to have a running back by committee. It's what teams do. Look at the teams that are successful. The Chiefs do it. The Seahawks have done it for years and years and years. The Ravens do it. The Saints, oh, by the way, who's their coach? Where's where's coach from? From New Orleans? They've had a three-headed monster in New Orleans forever. That's what they do. That's what the NFL is now. You're not going to see running backs that get, you know, 275 carries anymore. It's just not it's just not what happens. That's that's unrealistic in today's NFL. So I, I like it. It keeps it keeps Swift fresher as the year goes on. It, it keeps guys, you know, gives defenses more things to worry about too. If you always know that that it's going to be Swift. You get a feeling for how he runs, the rhythm that he runs with, the cadence with with which he takes the snap and things like that. Um, when you mix it up, the defense got oh, oh okay, this is this is Williams. Oh, oh carry on. Okay, I got I got to process that for a second. Just keeps the defense off balance a little bit. If you if you're splitting up, you know, let's let's say they run the ball thirty times in a game, you know, 18, 18 you know, seven and five is a nice little split. And that's for, for what you're paying for, for Jamal, that, that's great. Um, that, and, and I don't think that it means that's the end of Carrion Johnson. Either. No, no, I don't either. No. And I, I think Carrion has, has an absolute role. The thing that I kind of really love about this is, let's see, he, he averaged, was it, it's over four yards a carry, right? It was like 4.2, yeah. 4.3 yards per carry on average. Love that. But like you alluded to, how he can catch a ball with Swift and with Williams, you have two guys that can play out of the backfield and can just, you can hand them the rock or you can toss them the rock. You put them both in the backfield. You think you think you're going to be making a a defense sink. You got Hawkinson out there. You think a defense is going to be thinking about what the hell this team is going to do. You can really yeah. mess with them. And all of a sudden you get a guy like Williams crossing. I mean, you have, I'm going to use this word somewhere else in this, um in this early part of the show here, but it's multiple. 
<laughs> sorry, I should have put a trigger warning out there first. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, but no, absolutely. This is this is this is multiple. This gives us a real opportunity to play with defenses' minds, create open, uh, get guys open based on how what plays we're running and how we run them. I, I just I really like this. This is this is this is big brain stuff. Um, and the fact that it's uh, 1.6 million dollar cap hit this year and four next year that's perfectly affordable killer when all that dead cap rolls off next year i mean it's like it's like nothing happened right hey, it, it, we are number one in dead cap now yeah. now that the trade has officially been processed 40 million dollars in dead cap but we're swallowing all this year yep yep the python eats the biggest part of the deer first you know i i want to i'm, I'm going to use this as an opportunity because that 40 million in dead cap this year is all money we get to spend next year so we're, yes. we're starting with 40 million next year to spend just so you know so if you so you can kind of start processing what this means if you guys want um if you're interested in how these contracts work and that kind of thing, this the next five days are going to be really huge. Um, Ash is putting together a whole contracting 101 set of logs for you on the on the YouTube channel. Um, I absolutely uh, implore you to go check those out. He does a really really good job. Makes it uh, really easy to, to digest. Six seven minutes, you get uh, a nice topic. Going to be I think it's going to be four of them put together. A whole contracting 101 kind of series that'll give you everything you need to know when all these things play out and why they're doing what they're doing and what it means for us next year and the year after. Why what it looks like our front office is doing in Detroit is is really really smart right now. So there you go. <laughs> well. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little distracted. I'm looking at the Kenny Galladay goings on, and it's it's crazy. It's 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 changing as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> so let's oh, let's yeah. let that play out a little bit. We'll get to Kenny. Yeah, we in, will in because uh, it, something could very well happen while we're doing this. Yeah, yeah, um, and then we'll have to hit it two or three times. But uh, <laughs> um, so the running back shakes shaking out. What about a running back four? Are we bringing back Zach Center? <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like a three headed monster. He, didn't he actually retire? I, I he think did. he he did. I, I was I was trying to. Check I think he did. Him. I think I think he's a full time medical professional now, which is great for him. Trying to see the last I saw of him, he went and got an award, a big brain award yeah. at um at US or South Dakota State. Where, yeah, SDSU. Yeah, North, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was SDSU, right? He was a Jackrabbit. Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, so yeah, he got he got a, a big award there and uh, did that. That was back during the season. I haven't seen anything out of him, but I hope he's doing well. Um, so that's, that's, that's a big deal. Um, the thing is with running backs, just to, to make onto your point that you were, that you're talking about or add on to the point you were talking about earlier about the kind of multiple running backs. One of the reasons that it's so prevalent and, and it's not great for fantasy, of course, and that's sorry, but the reason it's so prevalent is that it is such a risky position. And so it's so important, but it's also so, so injury prone. And there's a lot of guys that can do it, but there's a reason their careers are so short. You need a group, and 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 I think the model that's been put out in in New Orleans about how they've had that multi-headed monster for multiple years has really been the model that everybody's trying to to get. But you you've got to get good players. It looks like the Lions right now are in a place where they've got some really good players to be able to run this over time and maintain a good running back room with multiple threats to do multiple things. And that, again, the word multiple, I didn't mean it that time. Um, but that means a lot. Yeah, that was not the curse form of multiple. <laughs> <laughs> but that means a lot, I think. And it's um, it's a lot better job than um, Bob Quinn has has done over the last couple of years trying to build something like that. Oh, Here we are, God. year one. Quit drafting. I'll say this. We do not need to use the fifth-round draft pick this year on a running back. You can get a fourth running back off the street in August 
who's had NFL. Uh, you can find somebody who's run for 100 yards in a game in the last two years in August who's unemployed. Do you think sign him for the league minimum? Do you think Boom. there um, might be a long snapper a fifth then? <laughs> it was it was sixth right that we got Landis, but still. Oh. Oh, I I will say this: the fact that Don Mulebach hasn't re-signed yet, uh, that's yeah, I don't know. Uh, he was not perfect last year either. No, no, that that would be that would be something. If if you were ever going to break, now would be the time to do it because uh, it doesn't look like Matt Prater is back. I'm somewhat surprised that he hasn't signed somewhere else yet. Uh, some of us heard some things on Tuesday that uh, indicated that he was getting interest from another team uh, that needs a kicker and offers somebody a better chance to win right away. Yeah. Um, apparently he's either considering it or I was given bad information. One or the other. We'll see. And you know, <laughs> love the guy to death. Right. But I, I do not expect Prater back in Detroit. I don't know. And when we, I, to- I, I, that doesn't mean I don't want him back. Yeah. I don't expect him back. When we get to the point where we're ready to make that run, it may be that we need the next two years to figure out who our quick kicker is going to be. Um, yeah. and, and waiting for Prater to leave until we're ready to make a run. Um, I don't think that's that's not what you want. <laughs> you no. want that one locked in and no. taken care of. Um, you don't want to lose on a double doink and that be the, your last <laughs> your last grasp. And Prater still is fantastic from over 50 yards. It's just inside there was the problem last year. Yeah. And uh, his, kickoff, his kickoffs uh, were noticeably inferior to what Sam Martin provided the years before. Yeah. And uh, for a for a team that that well, we don't know what the special teams are going to look like anymore because they've changed it up. Um, the old regime favored the splash kick where they wanted teams to return it. A lot of other teams want you to kick it out of the end zone and just like okay, give them the ball to twenty. Let's let's play defense. Let's not let's not risk anything here. I don't know if they're going to do that or not. We, we that remains to be seen. We don't know what the special teams are going to look like yet. But right. uh, if they want that guy, Prater ain't that guy. <laughs> Yep, there you go. All right. Oh, Matthew in the chat, still rocking the Zenner's jersey. Paul Meyer, I tricked him too. That was good. Good. It's a, it's an honorable thing. I I don't understand the whole like like burning the jersey of a guy who left. Not not that you would ever do that for Zenner, but like there's there's going to be somebody who lights a Kenny Galladay jersey on fire because he signed somewhere else. I, th- I don't understand that at all. I want to meet the guy that bought the Saints Zenner jersey. That's the guy I want to meet. <laughs> He went all in. He went all in. All right. Um, hey, if you're a fan of a player, do it, man. I I got a Zadruna Solgowskis jersey hanging in my closet. It's <laughs> just so you could look cheat when you're doing a podcast on how to spell it. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my um, favorite all-time professional athlete. Thank you very much. There you go. Uh, Jamal Williams signing. Great sign. Great sign by this front office. In, in a year where the money is tight and things are really tough to move around, this was a good value job for the Lions. Good, yeah, it, 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 it is. And um, if you're worried about running back for – I'm probably the wrong person to listen to. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about really quick. You know, typically in the Lions, you've got your pain, anxiety, and uh, insomnia. Oh, yeah. But now it might be a little time to celebrate, to look at the other side of cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Uh, go in, use coupon code LIONS, get 55% off. But on this, the greenest of lucky days, lucky charms, we got your leprechaun sneaking around. Use the keyword lucky. And you get 60% off the strongest collection of CBD. Go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. The Delta 8, the chill line, um, and then the strongest collection part of that. 
you will fail the drug test, but you will enjoy every minute on the way in. <laughs> it's it's really really good stuff. Um, you'll really enjoy it. It's uh, it's really really good. If you're just looking to alleviate pain, anxiety, or sleeplessness, use anything but the chill line. That don't get the delta eight. That stuff won't mess up with the won't mess with the drug test, but it will help you with all of those things. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, and get your double donk out. There you go, Paul. One more time for you. <laughs> all right. Michael Brockers, never heard of him. Um, somehow he shows <laughs> shows up on the Lions, uh, the Lions radar from some team that no one from the Lions has even <laughs> spoken with in probably decades. And he's gonna he is he the replacement kicker is is that what we got here in Brockers? <laughs> ah, no, we have our Danny Shelton replacement. <laughs> I'm gonna have a probably today. I'm sorry. Just, yeah, that's okay. Uh, so all this happened last night. I finally I, like I had been up late way too long. As you know, I get up very early. Um, I, I want to take, I drive my, my son to school every day. He, he leaves home at seven. So I'm up before that. So uh, last night I was in bed at 10 o'clock and I wake up this morning. Uh, I, my, my get up at, it's like six Oh five. And I look at my phone and I'm like, Oh crap. I got work to do. <laughs> Just inject the coffee. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so they, they have agreed to trade for Michael Brockers and now the trade I don't know if it's officially done yet, if it's officially consummated, but it's definitely going to happen. And it is basically the Rams like, please take him off our hands. We can't afford to, we can't afford any more dead cap to cut him. He won't take a pay restructure because he's being obstinate. By the way, I don't blame him. Um, so they're giving a 2023 seventh round pick. Wow. That's what the Lions are spending for a guy who had 50 tackles and five sacks last year, has been a very durable player. He can play end. He can play tackle. He can stand up on the outside if you really need him to. He can play the nose if you're going into a NASCAR package. He understands how to coordinate with guys like Trey Flowers and Romeo Aquara playing around the sides of him. This is a great pickup. This is a guy, by the way, they tried to trade for him a couple of years ago when they wound up signing Trey Flowers instead because at that time the Rams had also made him available. They wound up keeping him. Um, uh, But uh, this is is a gift from heaven from Los Angeles. Um, And thank Brad Holmes for having the connections. Remember, so a little history on Michael Brockers. He was there for the Rams' first round pick in 2012. That's the first year where Brad Holmes was their director of collegiate scouting. He was Les Snead, the GM at the time, who promoted Holmes. His first ever draft pick. They held on to him for a very long time. He's been a very good, not great, but very good player, consistent player for a long time. He's coming to Detroit. He's still got gas in the tank. This is a great, great pickup for a team. Oh, boy. There's a lot of people who are worried, like, why are we getting good players? Uh, If if you're that guy, again, you're probably going to not want to listen to me because I'm not going to be your friend and I'm going to talk down to you. I'm going to wonder why you were dropped on your freaking head as a child. That's not (laughs) how the NFL works. You can't just roll out 30 undrafted free agents. That's not... That, that's not how you win. That, that's not how you even tank. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not how it works. You've got to have guys that the coaching staff trust. You need to have veterans to help the, the youngsters out. What was one of the things that we've talked about in the show, Chris, about missing Glover Quinn as a veteran rudder for the defensive backs? They sorely missed that presence. They, they, they've missed presences in other places. Yep. The offensive line, they, they kind of have it now with Taylor Decker emerging as that, but they didn't really have that guy either for a while. Um, and, You've got to have those guys to help the young guys learn how to win, learn how to play, learn how to prepare for games. 
That's what Brockers can do. Now, now Trey Flowers is can also be that guy. He's not as eloquent or um, demonstrative as Brockers. Doesn't mean he's not a good leader, but uh, this this is just a, a guy who's going to come in. He understands what Brad Holmes wants from a team. He's going to understand, you know, what what the defense is going to want to look like because there is some continuity between the, the coaching staff with the Lions and the coaching staff with the Rams. So you're going to get all of this. This is news. this is a very good addition. Breaking news: the newsroom is typing in right now. I hear him. We hear. We just talked about him, Matthew Prater, to Arizona per the Arizona Twitter account. He's going and to be that, a, was that not what I said the other day? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. That, so I put that in a prediction column this week um, that I published Monday morning, and I got that one right. So I got one right. All right. It, it, have you gotten any assuredly wrong yet? Uh, yes. Um, I had Romeo Corner leaving. So um, yeah. there you go. We'll get the Riz, the Riz is right and wrong horn at the same time. All right, so Prater's gone. As we said, we have to. We this gives us time to fix this. The 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 connection to the Rams on Brockers here, and and I, I don't disagree with anything you said, but it needs. I don't think it can be understated. This there's there's like a next level thinking here, though, in the hire of Brad Holmes and this connection back to L.A. because L.A. knew they were hitting the wall with with dead cap. Mm-hmm. And they knew the Lions, and the Lions knew the Lions, and Holmes knew the Lions were a team that were ready to just go nom, 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 nom. I got that. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> on dead cap. <laughs> so why not, right? Why not make that? That's almost a marriage made in heaven, right? And, it really is. And both yeah. teams having having that kind of connection, being able to alleviate the stresses of what they need and start out with such a big deal with the quarterbacks who who wanted to go anyway. This yep. winds up being more than just a guy who knows where he came from, right? This becomes a really smart move between both teams. Sets us up with some really, really good players. A 2023 seventh rounder for Brockers. Yes, we have to create a uh, – we'll have to redo a contract with him. And, and, and that's part of the and that, is, that is being done, by the way. They, they've already acknowledged that they're going to do a new contract with him. Yep, so yep. Uh, we don't know what that will be. It will probably be to lower – I would guess they're gonna they're gonna put more money in this year and lower his salary for next year so they can get rid of him after a year if they need to. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe you're right. I believe you're right. So there you go, um, Prater to the Cardinals. We got Brockers in Detroit for right. a song. And one last thing on Brockers here: it shows also the class of the Rams organization hmm. that they they could have they could have forced him to restructure. They could have cut him. Um, and then, then his contract would be null and void. He'd have to go out there and find a new contract on his own. I don't think he'd get what what the, the Lions are going to give him in a restructure. So that's uh, that, that good on the Rams for do, for doing right by a guy who's been a really good player for them for a long time. It shows the sort of class organization that Brad Holmes is coming from. Would that have been the case in Detroit? We've seen all the people complaining that they want money back from Calvin Johnson. Still, uh, that's your beast. That's your burden to bear i don't i personally don't care but i know a lot of people get up in arms about the way that that certain players have been treated as they leave or after they've left detroit that that's not the culture that you're seeing brad holmes import into detroit he's servant leadership number one but i i I (laughs) one question will will just set the tone for that whole thing where's bob quinn working today he is he's answering phones in new york (laughs) That's right. I think that answers the whole, the whole that whole, that sets the whole thing in perspective. Yeah. All right. Uh, a yeah. couple moves from the Lions. We'll talk about here. Um, much loved 
over the last couple of years by both fans and the former quarterback Marvin Jones Jr. to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a whole lot of J's, and I still kicked it out. Um, Kick out the <laughs> It was like eight and or nine million dollars. Um, he's getting out of it. Um, good last hurrah. Good last contract for him. Really hope he does well. Um, I, I, he's, <laughs> he's a guy you can't dislike, and God, he makes good cakes. <laughs> oh man, the lemon bun cake. <laughs> But yes, wish wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, and, and he he's going. It's it's interesting because he did have other options. He chose to go with Daryl Bevel down to Jacksonville. That makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. He 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 chose Bevel over Stafford. Just to we think some, we you know, just we don't officially know that that the Rams made an offer there, but that was the other logical thing. And he's from he's from San Diego, which right. is as close to Los Angeles as you can get in the NFL. Yeah. Since the Chargers are now in Los Angeles as well, <laughs> yeah, he, he he probably liked what Daryl Bevel was selling. He likes the idea of playing with Trevor Lawrence, which I don't blame him for that. Yeah. Um, and he's also in a position where he can be the veteran leader for a wide receiver, a very young and promising young receiving core that they've got down there. Jacksonville quietly, I mean, and, and hey, he's got another friend there, Jamal Agnew. How about that? I, you know, it's funny. I just can tell, I, I, I saw the pictures. I know he spent a gajillion dollars redoing the inside of his house in Detroit. Marvin did. Yeah. With a ton of Lions stuff and a ton of his history stuff, awards, and in very in a very permanent way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. where you're hurting your investment if this house is something that you plan on selling next year or the year after, right? Um <laughs> I I I wouldn't be surprised if the family stays, schools, whatever, however that works out for him. I I, I besides the business, I think that Marvin Jones has some roots in Detroit. And will still be around town in the future, even after the the Jacksonville thing. So, I think he's a guy that's really, you know, I've seen so many people that this is this is the truth for. They come from somewhere to Detroit, and the and the the city just gets in their veins. And it's 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 weird mm-hmm. because, you know, you either love Detroit or you you mock it. I mean, that's what it seems like the world is. But those people that come in and really imbibe the city and make it a part of them, it's it. I it's interestingly it's interesting and surprising to me how many people get pulled into Detroit. It's all about the people. It's all about the people. Definitely. Yeah. It's really not about the climate when you're from San Diego. (laughs) It's not about the winning football team, unfortunately. No. Although he, he, he was a good one. Uh, Nothing but respect for Marvin. Um, If you have a Marvin Jones Lions Jersey, keep wearing it. Nobody's going to fault you for that one. (laughs) No, no. Unless we're playing the Jags, and maybe you want to <laughs> do something. I don't know, man. I, you, you won't get. You won't get you're paid, still allowed. You're still allowed to be a fan of a player after he yeah. leaves. I, I, I don't get the 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 cultural exorcism that some have to have if they leave. They're dead to them. I don't. Yeah, I just think there's like a you're going to run into the people that get superstitious on game day down at Ford Field if you're wearing a, a Marvin Jones Lions jersey and we're playing the Jags. You know what I mean? That's it, ah. it's it's you know. I, I, I got to get that quote out from the press conference because I, I haven't seen it shown up. I think it got edited out of the rest of the press conferences. I've got the original one where he was talking about people visiting Detroit. He's like, not, not the tourists, though. Like he caught himself. <laughs> I got to get that because yes. it's one of the best lines of that conference. It, it hasn't gotten any play. And I think it's because nobody grabbed it live and it, it only came out edited. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um <laughs> Not the tourists. Uh, Kenny right. Galladay and many wide receivers are waiting for movement. We wrote that before the show started. The show started, or we were in the countdown, and Riz is like, hey, uh, 
Chris, it looks like the Bengals are interested and the Giants are interested, and we're watching right now. So we're gonna well, we may touch on Kenny Galladay in a yeah. little bit. But let's, so, let's yeah, start if you to- see my eyes wandering, I'm 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 not looking at at news of Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm looking at, at Kenny Galladay news and Twitter and, and my phone, which is. Uh, Let's take uh, so, the journey up until the beginning of the show today, all right? Because I want yeah. to do stop there, yeah. and, we'll, and then we'll push yeah. it forward. Because yeah. the wide receiver market did not play out like Kenny Galladay or anybody thought. He is kicking himself in the balls right now for not taking that eighteen million. Am I am I wrong? Uh, he might not even get the the franchise tag value of fifteen point eight million. Yeah. Um, and I, I will read the tweet because it, it is important for the context on it. Uh, oh crap! I clicked refresh and it went away. <laughs> but anyways, it was um, it was something to the effect of Galladay called the Bengals, not the other way around, about a one year prove it deal because he's not getting anything better than that from anywhere else around the league. Yep. That tells you that a he he first off his agent stinks um, that that he let him get twisted in the wind like that because I. I do know the Lions did make another cursory offer to him before the, the franchise tag. Um, it was not as much as a franchise tag, and it was only for a year, but he, he didn't want that either. So you cannot rule out Galladay coming back to Detroit, although that would be a really, really awkward situation for him. Uh, the Giants are interested. They want to meet with him. That's very strange. Um, the fact that, that somebody wants to do an actual free agent meeting. Um what are you going to learn about Kenny Galladay? He, his body of work does speak for itself. I'm, I'm going to uh, tell you what you learn. <laughs> uh, the again, talk, indulge me, Chris. Talking to I hate this phrase because dope used it lying, but talking to somebody who's in the building, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of people in there that think that Kenny gave up. Okay, now that kind of thing doesn't stick and stay in the building. This is a big relationship business. They want to do a meeting because they want to hear him address it and see his face and they want to embody when he does. And and specifically, where's Bob Quinn? (laughs) Answering phones. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Um, And uh, it has come out that the Patriots were not interested. Um, the Patriots have Matt Patricia is back there, apparently making decisions for them. He signed Cam Newton's contract for them after all. So he's apparently they're acting under secretary of labor and war, um, whatever they call it, whatever Nick Casero used to have before he went to Houston and <laughs> shoved his finger up and said, Oh my God, taking that Houston job. Woo. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the Texans, as, as bad as you want to think that the, the Lions might be, just, just look at Houston and mm. just, Oh, oh, so that there's that now you have, yeah, but, but there, like, like, so the 49ers were also apparently interested in Galladay until word got out. And then all of a sudden they very abruptly were not. And that tells you that either his agent isn't doing the job right or what you just said, which you have said in the past, whether this is not fresh news, this is something you said weeks and weeks ago. Um, actually, Case was on the show with us when we, when all three of us did it together. Um, that you had heard that back then, and that, that I, I think this validates the the position that you've taken. That that you know, yeah, that's. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. T- there's something else too, and I got I got hit Justin Young because we got to give her his credit here. LOL, looking at news, Jennifer Love Hewitt, best quote ever. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> hey, you gotta stay up for the show, right? Um, there's the other piece that um 
There's the other piece. <laughs> I had to do it. He was drinking. Sorry. <laughs> I think I'm drinking water today. <laughs> There's the other piece to kind of lean towards Kenny's behalf, right? Because none of us were actually in the room. This is still hearsay, right? right? It wouldn't be held up in court. So let's be, it'd be right. kind of transparent about that. But the, the other side of it is Kenny had two agents for a period there. And he, he was getting rid of one agent. They were getting sued. There was a lawsuit between the two agents. There was a big mess. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. His agents sued each other for the right to not represent him. While this whole $18 million <laughs> thing was going on. That was unresolved. It put him in a really, really difficult position. Like if you have two people fighting over who doesn't represent you and, and, and everything else that goes with that, trying to get a deal done at the same time, who do they deal with? In in Kenny's, you know, it's a very weird situation. It's hard to get anything done there. And he could have gotten screwed out of that 18 million based on that situation as well. It could have not been a choice. It could have been a a victim of circumstance kind of a thing. Yeah, Uh, exactly. So, I mean, there's 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 a couple angles on this, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the first thing I'll take is I feel really bad for Kenny Galladay. Um, he deserves better than this. He really yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I, I hope that it winds up working out for him long term. It sure doesn't look like in the short term that he has made a good business decision or the people around him have given him good advice. Yep. And that's very unfortunate yep. because he is at a position where he should be cashing in. Yeah. And he's not, apparently not going to do that. And that that's that that's rough, man, because he, <laughs> he, he prior to what happened last year. He was a massive, pleasant surprise for Detroit. A guy, a homegrown, embraced it, grew up with the team, made himself into a, a – he led the NFL in touchdown receptions, made himself into a very, very coveted receiver. Um, and the fact that that hasn't cashed in for him, that's – And the thing – it, it, it's, it's very – I don't want to say it's not right. It's just it's, – it's just – it's sad, man. It really is. The thing that – um is just really interesting. If you take the idea that this team with different coaches last year is two or three wins better, different coaches, different scheme with the same players, right? Just because the coaching staff was so awful. And you see Kenny Galladay in those years continue to excel and get better despite the coaching staff surrounding him. He may land on a prove-it deal and be just super like he may explode he has that upside potential right absolutely and if you had coaches holding him back all this time and you weren't able to give him a good evaluation as a result you could be this could be there could be a lot of um you know seller's remorse after this is all over well it has yet to be told the story is yet to be written but kenny galladay is definitely a polarizing figure for people and some love him some hate him and well, I, I, th- I thought he was overrated, but that doesn't mean I thought he was bad. I don't think he's a good fit with Jared Goff. I think he's a great – I would love to see him with Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow is going to make the throws that Matthew Stafford yeah. tried to make um, and, and made Galladay great because Burrow will throw you open. Burrow will throw it where you can go get it and nobody else can. Oh, by the way, A.J. Green just left town. They've got a need for a guy like that. That, that God, that's a great fit for him. I, I hope I hope that's the case because uh, I, I really love Joe Burrow. I love watching that dude play, and uh, I, I think he could. I think he could really help Galladay on a one year deal. Get back to where he's catching, you know, sixty five passes, eleven hundred yards, and ten touchdowns. And, yep. and then next year, if he does that this year, then he can still cash in on a three year, sixty million dollar deal. It, that will be there for him next year. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, I think. You know, so one of the uh, Deanna, Deanna um, Rusini, God, 
can't talk. Um, allegedly yes. spoke with a GM who's in the market for the wide receiver. This is before the news of him to the Bengals started breaking. And evidently, wide receivers in the market right now are asking for double-digit money, and no one is biting. Which No, they're not. Which is <laughs> because the draft is full of wide receivers this year. Right. And and the, the, the people who are AJ, AJ Green decided to go to the Cardinals so that he could play with the goat of, you know, um, um, Matt Prater. Um, that is obviously what well, his. No, I've, I've reversed the timeline on that to make that joke. But um, <laughs> the uh, you know, there's just not a lot out there to grab for the for there's what not. they think they're worth. And this is a tough year to be a free agent wide receiver. It's a really bad year to be a free agent. The wide market's receiver. oversaturated. You've got a fantastic draft class coming in. The caps destroyed, right? Because right. Of right. Why? Why would you pay? Why would you pay? You know, Kenny Galladay eighteen million a year when if you're if you're picking in the top, let's say let's say the New York Giants, yeah, you can go get Jamar Chase, first round pick. Yep. Boom. Done. Younger, cheaper. Do it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's it's not just Galladay. You know, I I know T Y Hilton is still out there. Um, he is probably going to wind up back with the Colts. That's that's not breaking news. That's just uh, speculation that's been kicked around um, because he's not finding anybody else that wants him. Rashard Higgins out of Cleveland, a guy that, that I know that the Lions have at least had cursory like back channel discussions with. He's not getting the offers either. He's he, he will probably wind up back in Cleveland. Uh, the offers just aren't there for these guys because again, the, the supply and demand. There is way too much supply. There's not as much demand. Especially when you know you think you can draft a guy, would you rather would you rather sign Richard Higgins for who's a a good number three wide receiver, nothing more than that, for five million dollars a year? Would you draft Rashad Bateman at the top of the second round and pay him five million dollars over four years for the for better upside and yeah. and certainly a, a, a more splashy impact? Mm-hmm. That that that's not a tough decision, guys. No, no, it's no, really not. Unless wear and tear. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, I did not bring up Bateman, uh, incidentally, there. Yeah. That's a uh, method to the madness there. I want to I play off the, uh, the uh, Joe Burrow throw into you because, you know, based on the leaked text that we have out there, Jared Goff, he's more interested in laying pipe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Goff Sweet. shirt. Visual aids, ladies and gentlemen. We got some great merch in the Detroit Lions podcast store. Go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. Got the Jared Goff. We got MCDC shirts. Got some other stuff there as well. Um, I'm going to wear that to a volleyball tournament for my daughter sometime. You walk into a room bow-legged. All the volleyball moms will be like, oh, (laughs) You walk walk into the room bow-legged and proud with that shirt on. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. I would be asked to leave, and my wife would be the first one to make me leave. (laughs) TroyLionsPodcast.com slash store. Get in there. Get your shirts. All right. Uh, We got phone cases and hats and stuff, too. So there's a lot of good stuff there. All right. Really? Phone cases? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the market, man. I got to check that out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Check it out. It's it's some good stuff. All right. Um, You know what? If you like one, let me know. What am I thinking? Go ahead. Go to the store. No, just let me know. I I will go to the store. (laughs) Get you one in your your mailbox. As you know from from riding across the south with me, I do like to shop. Well, <laughs> you and Sam Man. I mean, Sam Man got a bunch of hats. I, I wish I should have brought one. He got a bunch of hats at a gas station. <laughs> it was the they suck me the, in, man. It, it, it was the three inch thick glass, <laughs> like the turnstile gas station, right? And he's buying. I get this hat, and I get this hat. I'm like, you guys are just. 
You come out of the love truck stop, man. You can get all kinds of stuff there. Yeah. No, that that was high class compared to where we were. <laughs> Just say that. All right. Um, let's talk about. Uh, there's got a question from a guy on Twitter named Magic Masai. Um, he wants Dude. to know why are Nick Williams and Desmond Trufant on the team as of now? Well, well, your your question is a little dated because Desmond Trufant did get released today, so that that answers that part of the question. Um, it was a matter of time. They did try to shop him. They didn't find any takers. Uh, he was due. I don't even remember the salary, but I think they saved nine million dollars in, in in dumping him. Um, so, you know, it, it, they they tried, they failed. You know, they they had to get somebody to replace Darius Slay. Uh, he was. He was, I don't want to say he was the best name, but he was a name. Um, he had starting experience. He wasn't terrible in Atlanta. Was, wasn't, this wasn't a terrible, you know, like we're signing, we're, we're overpaying some guy who's never done it before. Did they overpay him? Yeah, they did. But, but he, he needed to be better. He was hurt. He wasn't a scheme fit. So it, it just didn't work. So he's gone. Nick Williams is still around. He sent out a cryptic tweet yesterday, and nobody knows whether to interpret it as he's ready to because he's ready to bite some kneecaps. Yeah. We don't know if that means that he wants to bite them like as a lion and like yeah, I go out. I'm 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 in with with Coach Danimal here, or that he wants revenge um, and will bite kneecaps on his way out. Nobody knows what it means yet. He's due for over four million dollars. The the thing is, they don't really have anybody to replace him. Although they do have Brockers now. They, Danny Shelton's gone. You know, they, they have Penasini in there. Uh, you, you don't have a lot behind that, though. I mean, if, if would you rather keep Nick Williams at that rate for the guy that you thought he was as a bear who could come in and get you five sacks, um, hit the quarterback, you know, 15 times in, in limited reps, give you some, some decent reps, not, not very good against the run. Obviously, they know that going in. He is a better scheme fit for what the Lions are going to, ab- abandoning the, oh, you got to read and react to everything. And, and he is a much better attack that gap, get in the backfield. If the running back has the ball, kill him. If the quarterback still has the ball, ignore the running back and go kill him. Uh, simplified. Um, not like, oh, well, well. If X squared plus Y squared equals C, then, then you do B. But if it's X squared plus Y squared equals F, then you do a, you know, that, that, that's that's the way Matt Patricia's defense was, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's one of the reasons why the players looked so bad, because they're always wondering, what, what am I supposed to do well, here? So slow, right? Campbell said it right. when he was looking at the film. He's like, what's why are these guys so slow? Don't Tobias ask them to do it. advanced calculus. <laughs> ask them to add one plus one. That's right. You can explain it with Tavai, but the rest of the guys you can't explain. You can ex- explain. He's a brilliant dude. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and he always knows. Where he's supposed to be, he just can't physically get there. <laughs> I missed something on Brockers, and I wanted to I wanted to hit this, and there's a trigger warning involved because the word multiple is here again. But the idea that he can play on the outside or as a tackle on the inside, um, you know, you get that. They talk about having multiple players, right, back in with the old coaching staff, and you do get that with him. But you touched on it a little bit. It, it, that becomes exponential uh, when you have someone like Trey Flowers. Because with those two guys in the field at the same time, you don't necessarily know who's going to be on the outside and who's going to be on the inside, right? Exactly. They can swap around, so you can, you can really mess with coverages and um and you know offensive line coverages just with those two guys in the field. A little bit of movement, you know, bing bang boom. It's a whole different ball of wax because you've now 
got two guys that play the same position that can both be multiple, and then you can still rotate other guys in. It gives you a lot of flexibility, and with a better scheme than we had, having people's feet buried in concrete all the time trying to do calculus before they move them, this is this this Brockers thing is is again you know that next level thinking that Galaxy. Brain it's stuff. a smart move. It really is. Even if it's just for a year, mm-hmm. it buys them a year where they don't have to address that position with a draft. With a draft pick, uh, they can they can ride out till next year. I'm not I'm not the guy who's looked forward enough to, to know the the defensive tackle draft class for 2022. I, I barely know 2021 at this point. I have my favorites, but I I I, I actually I updated my big board this weekend. I've done 188 players. I normally do 300 by now, so I'm well behind where I need to be. I don't know as much as I want to. Um, so you better believe that I don't know what's going on in 2022. <laughs> oh man, this is. Turkey yeah, right exactly. Here, Ooh, was that a chicken? <laughs> That's a turkey. <laughs> it was a gobble, not a cluck. Um, all right. <laughs> cluck. <laughs> what the cluck? All right, let's talk. Um, <laughs> y- you've got so much going on. I don't know that you recognize this. A dream a dream has ended, Riz. And I just want to take a moment here um, with, the, with the team to, to say our hearts are with you. Um, your Hankins dream is over. He is signed, and he's back with the Raiders. He will not be a Detroit Lion. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm for your loss, Mike. I love that in the Slack today, <laughs> I got tagged on the notification <laughs> that Jonathan Hankins was not going to Detroit. That's that's a very old, but that goes back from when like I was first on this show the years ago. Yeah, and for for whatever it reason, might your first rant. <laughs> it, it, it might have been. <laughs> For whatever reason, the Lions fans love to affix themselves to players who A, don't fit, and B, don't want to be in Detroit. And Hankins was one of the more prominent ones. Yeah. He never wanted anything to do with Detroit. Detroit never, that regime, to their credit, never wanted anything to do with him. But there were people who were insistent that ran that square <laughs> peg into that round hole, baby. Make it fit. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that was Oh man! And by the way, has he been good for the Raiders? Other than like two games, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I I, I got to hit the check the Slack chat really quick. This is this is tongue in cheek, just so you know. But wait, the 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 quote I'm about to make is tongue in cheek. But the most intelligent uh, chat, Lions chat on the internet, is not tongue in cheek. Um, we've got a suggestion here. This is thinking outside the box. Gary Gary Luke, bring back Sue. Let him kick too. A little bit of Dr. Seuss going on. Got the rhyme. I love it. I <laughs> love it. Your Prater issue. You got another defensive lineman. That's this is this is true multiple. Right here. Wasn't there wasn't there a, a college team this past year that didn't kick? There may have been. They, they, yeah. they had a kicker that got hurt or something, so they only went for two. I yeah. Might have been Army. I I don't know. I, just, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, so in high school. Our high school has a very good kicker, and she happens to be a female, and she kicks ass. She's really good. She can make forty-five yard field goals. Our big rival, um, they do never, they never kick the ball. Um, they have it. They have their center kick off. That they, they go for two every time. They never punt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so may, maybe the Lions could be on the the cutting edge of of. Of, uh, of high school of strategy. The, post, the post-analytical world and do that. <laughs> post-analytical world. Mad Max football dome. <laughs> um, all right, we'll move on. Two minutes or one man leave. This, this, <laughs> this is one, and the re- resulting meltdown has just been, I've, I've just bathed myself in it. I've, 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 I, I've, I've 
done the the the, the South Park meme nipple rubs going on. This has just been absolutely fantastic. Andy Dalton to the Chicago Bears. Oh my God! They went from in their mind having Russell Wilson. Well, they them. they were convinced that not not just that this was the, they they knew they had Russell Wilson. Russell oh my Wilson. God, Pace! We're trading for him. It's done. Super Bowl, <laughs> baby! Best quarterback ever. Yeah, double donk. <laughs> it's for you again, Paul. Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to pronounce that right. <laughs> I triggered him hard in the chat. It's great. Um, <laughs> they went from oh. Russell Wilson to Andy Dalton, and there is an abject meltdown happening right oh now. That is the last great. That was the end of it, anything they had. The 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 double donk man. That was just uh, like uh, yeah, you can't help but but laugh. And 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 I don't want. To, um, Andy Dalton does not deserve the crap that he gets. He's a good quote. Well, I don't want to say he's good. He's better than anything they've had there yeah. since at least Jay Cutler. He's still a threat, right? Because <laughs> the rest of the team. He, is he won good. more games last year with a better percentage for Dallas than Dak Prescott did. Now, QB wins obviously mean nothing. We know that as Lions fans. He played well enough to get a team with no defense to win four games and lose five while he played. He, If you give him a strong supporting cast, which Dallas happened to have, he's still a functional starter. He's a Kirk Cousins-level starter. Yep. Um, Kirk, Kirk's probably a little bit better at throwing the ball deep, but you can win with Andy Dalton if you have a very good team around him. That, that's kind of what he is. He's, he's not quite Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is better than Andy Dalton. Oh, yeah. uh, I agree. Dalton can run a little bit, uh, but they're in the same pantheon. It's not. It's not like they're. they're it's not like as Nick Foles. It's not. It's not like they're with Mitchell Trubisky anymore. It's not like they're trotting out Ben DiNucci. Yeah. You know th- this. This is a professional starting quarterback. Is he top twenty? Eh, sometimes he is. Yeah. You can win with him, but the, are the Bears going to win with him? <sighs> But so, just imagine, just like like you go to the car dealership and you're like, oh yeah, man, uh, give me, give me. So so my dream car, I'll swear a little bit. I want a purple Dodge Charger more than life itself. That that's like my dream car. And you, I, I'm going to the Dodge dealer and I got the purple Charger fully loaded. You know, whatever package you want in it, it's it's got the 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 Blaupunk speaker system that shakes the back window in the back right. when I crank up Avatar Hail the Apocalypse. It's shaking and everybody in the block can hear it. And instead, I come home and I've got a used neon that you know doesn't have a front right tire. Right. That's that's right. what they've done in Chicago. Imagine the disappointment when that neon pulls into the driveway <laughs> when you thought you were getting the purple charger. Yeah, no, oof, oof, that hurts. I'm trying yeah. to find which one. This this is there it is. My 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 car that I always wanted was a Pagani. I, I say always wanted. Um, I, I fell in love with it on Top Gear back when it was still a BBC show with Clarkson. Oh, the best. Yeah, the Pagani. No, I, I could watch those Top Gears forever. <laughs> yeah. That was the greatest show. I loved it. That, sh- that they made, When they made the combine into a snowplow, that was, that was unbelievably <laughs> funny. My favorite was them crossing the English Channel both both times. It was, it was, yes. it was fabulous. But that, that that Pagani was my car. I just wanted that car. So I, I, when you said a Charger, I was surprised. But I'm I'm still with you. The analogy works. But hey, I I, no, I yeah I I I won't go with the the uh, 
the 77 Firebird anymore because, you know, Smokey the Bat is a little passe now. I got to quit triggering Paul now. He loves his animal, too. Uh, all right, Jeffrey and Tina, canine. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Andy Dalton. The the thing about Andy Dalton, it has resulted in some conversations about um, what else the Bears might do. And the thought was they may want to trade up for a quarterback this year because Andy Dalton isn't the long-term solution. Those guys, Nagy and Pace, can't, can't fail, can't, can't tank another year. Their, their their careers are they're they're at Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia levels of thin ice, right? Um, they've got to have somebody, and there's a lot of talk. And let's let's be honest: when they got Trubisky, they 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 weren't afraid to be bold. Um, no one thinks they have the <laughs> horsepower to get ahead. Really, I mean, to get up to number five, not really. But there's an opportunity, possibly at seven, for them to make what, a what? deal with the Lions. <laughs> Think about what this could be. Oh, my God. If we don't believe, I'll just say Lance just for whatever, right? We'll just use him as an example. If yeah. we don't believe in, in Trey Lance. Hypothetically speaking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is all Absolutely. Right. Whoever yes, is yes. there. It could be Fields and we don't believe in him, right? Whoever is there, right? We'll just say that there's something wrong. We, we don't believe in him. But they want him so bad. And they know they need to, this is their last gasp. Right. For their jobs. They are highly motivated. If the Lions aren't totally down. And, and where we are in our rebuild, can you imagine another first next year in our pockets? That's, that's where they're at with with having all those extra first round picks. They don't have to get the quarterback this year. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. You talk about being in a rebuild, having all of a sudden $40 million in dead cap go away. So a, a, an extra $40 million you're starting with on your cap next year because it was dead cap that goes away. Mm-hmm. Three first round picks. You think you're not going to get your quarterback? You oh. control the draft. You can get you can get number one overall if you want. If you're picking tenth, you can get num- You can get the number one easy, whoever that might be. But if it's, it's Sam Howell, it's I don't even know who else there is out there. But uh, and the one he, thing, he's the he's the early sexy name. The thing that everyone ever that we you know have all even come to he's agree spoiled on, chicken for every meal <laughs> in the uh, in the Slack chat is after two years you know if the rebuild is going to work or at some it's you don't know if it's going to be yes. gonna get a Super Bowl but you know if it's working right yes so that means we get this draft and then next year the draft in the year to see how this team is going and to walk in with that kind of horsepower on a rebuild. We'll, we'll say it is working. Okay. Just, just for, again, for the, the hypothetical, Holy cow, the, the, the way this team could turn around and how quickly it could turn around. And again, you're, you're projecting a lot here to get to that point. Right. But if you just use what we know so far, what we've done with nothing, with no money and a quarterback wanting to leave since the, mm-hmm. the new leadership has gotten here, this this group, this front office has made very substantial, high quality, intelligent, multi-level dimensional thinking kind of moves. They're not they're not loading up on name value. They're loading up on guys that they trust. One of the th- one of the things that came out, and, and I think Chris Burke wrote about this for the Athletic. It was either him or Nick Baumgart that wrote about it today. Check it out, please. It's worth your time. About the character of the guys that they have brought in. Brockers is known for for being a great guy in the community, a great guy in the locker room. Uh, that's Jamal Jamal Williams. 
there, there's a lot of stuff out there on, on how fun he is. This, this is a great guy. This is a guy that fans are going to love. He dances on the sidelines. He's always upbeat, relentlessly positive individual. Does that sound like anybody who was in the building last year? Would they have they wanted a guy like Jamal Williams? No, he had, he had too much personality for that. Um, but yeah. and, and oh, using using somebody's personality, some effervescence like that as a negative, that's one of the things where I think Matt Patricia really, really failed and, and failed the city and failed this team because it made them – you could tell they weren't having fun playing football. Right. Jamal Williams is going to have fun playing football, and it's going to be fun to watch him play football. Brockers, is he a perfect player? Heck no. No, he's not. He's a good player, though, and he, he's going to go out there and he's going to – He's going to celebrate when he does something well. That's something that he does. Like he might get a taunting sweat. foul or two uh, <laughs> after. And Chris, you know, I hate taunting. I hate taunting penalties. I hate taunting, period. Yeah. But uh, there, other, other than, the, than the finger wag, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, a, I don't talk at all. Uh, and uh, I don't like it when people do either. I, I thought that the, uh, the, the thing in the Super Bowl where, uh, where Antoine Winfield, a guy who I loved, great mm-hmm, player, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I hated him taunting Tyreek Hill, even though it's Tyreek Hill, and I do know the history with that and, yeah. and everything. It's I'm like, God, that's stupid. Just don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want young football players picking up on that crap. But every now and then, it's okay to you know maybe cross that line a little bit and show some life. Show that you care. Yeah. Show that you want to win. Show show that you're excited about an accomplishment. You know that, that's not something that we saw in Detroit. The guys who did that are gone. We need those guys back. It's interesting because there's there's every you know everybody's different and different personalities work for different people, and never have I seen. I mean, you see it in football, but there's so many other things at play with how people play the game and other things that affect them. Right? It's it's hard to right. kind of take an eyedropper and see what what's really happening as a result. Since the since the uh, the plague and the lockdowns and everything, I said MMA came back, and I've started I've started watching. I'm watching it weekly. Right? Uh, I just really enjoy. It. There's a lot of strategy to it. I'm you know it's just become something that it's it's very ritual for me to do that and I'll, I'll do some other work in the background but i've just really have enjoyed the strategy and there are guys that are absolutely silent you can tell there's silent leader types right there are guys mm-hmm. that are absolute showmen there are guys that talk a huge game and there are guys you know that just let their their fists and knees and elbows and everything else do the talking <laughs> i have not seen a correlation between one style or another. I've seen a lot of loudmouths get knocked out. I've seen them knock people out, right? I mean, it's really about the individual and it's about being genuine. And that's the thing that, it, you know, right. I mean, and I think, I think you see that around the league. Like, like I watch Baker Mayfield every week, his personality, quite frankly, grates on me at times, but it works for him. And he does it not to pump up his teammates, but he needs that juice for himself. You know, Odell Beckham is that kind of guy. Derrick Henry is that kind of guy. He needs that. He needs that going for him. Yep. If you watch Damien, if you watch the NBA at all, which is always on in our house, Dame Lillard is like that. You know, young LeBron was like that. He's kind of mellowed in, in time. Uh, but the, you, you know, the guys are like Carmelo Anthony was like that when, when he was scoring, when he was taking every other shot for the Knicks for 15 years. <laughs> they, they are guys that need that fuel. It, it drives them. Um, and, and there are guys who respond very favorably off of that. That, that, that that's what builds your team chemistry. You got to find those guys who mix with that and guys who don't Matthew Stafford was not that guy. 
he was intensely competitive and he would let you know when he, when he got you over, but he, he was, he was not a guy who's going to like get in your face afterwards the way Brett Favre would, where he's laughing at you going down the field after he completes a big pass on you where the snarkiness of Aaron Rodgers and the, the belt, yep. um, which, which I've actually grown to appreciate about him. <laughs> My piece. It, well, God, what was his name? The, um, the linebacker that ACL himself doing the belt. Stephen Tullock. Yeah, Tullock. Oh God, I've had the that was just ended the fun of it for me. Um, but the point <laughs> I was making about guys who like to talk and and yeah. the exclusion of those kind of personalities from the locker room with the last coaching staff, you excluded yourself from a whole group of people that were good players. People know what it takes to motivate themselves. Some guys don't, you know, they, they they put on a show and they get knocked out because they think that's what they're supposed to do. That's what Patricia and, and did. And by the way, they're okay with that. That's that's but, what they do. But that's what Patricia did. He came in and put on a show. He played a role that wasn't him, that wasn't honest, that wasn't true to himself or what he stood for or who he was. He played a role that he thought he was supposed to be in. And then they hired and brought in players that they thought or the character type that they needed. And they excluded a whole group of great players because of that whole stupid show that they were right. putting on and playing to. And what we see here is the, the two key things. We've talked about it in the, other, in, in the show two weeks ago. Servant leadership, right? Yep. Truly wanting people to get better than, they, than, than their leader ever did. Helping people to become the very, very best that they can come, become. And then that authenticity, Absolutely, we are who we say we are, right? You got uh, Campbell biting kneecaps and telling tourists, don't be afraid. But right. that, and and, and everything we've heard about Dan Campbell from everywhere else is that that's who he is. Uh, I, I loved I loved it when, when he talked about, you know, when when I want this job. He, he, yeah. he sell that at the Sheila right up front. That's yeah. That would repel some people. Sheila's like, yeah, okay, all right, well, yeah. let, let's talk about this. Yeah. Uh, not everybody wants to be in Detroit. I, I, I hate to say that, but it, it's the truth. Yep, it, it's not for it, this is not a job for everybody. It's not a, something that everybody wants. Right? He no. want he embraced it. He's he's biting those kneecaps off, baby. Yeah. Uh, do we know if it's going to work? No, we don't. But at least we're yeah. going to find out. At least it's something. We're not we're not we're not blocking <laughs> out a whole section of talent. Um, for because they have a personality, like for some arbitrary reason, right? Something right. That, that in many cases is things that guys can't control. We're just going to get rid of them. We're going to cut them off the team. We're not going to let them onto the team. We're not even going to scout them because they have a personality, right? That's that's absolutely absolutely. You don't like your Pro Bowl safety telling you in a meeting that your defense isn't working. You're hamstringing yourself. Send them to Seattle. You're, 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 when you eliminate or limit your talent pool, right? You've created a market inefficiency for every other team that plays against you and given them a leg up on the talent that they can use to beat you with. Who That's does right. that? Who does that? It's the dumbest move you can make. Um, we saw, I saw it in the chat. I absolutely 100% believe with you guys on this uh, or, or agree with you guys on this that um, next year and the year after, the Lions are going to be a team that free agents want to come to. This is a team where you're going to see people say, holy cow, this is a place where I can be the best. I can show myself. I can be myself. And I can be the very, very best player that I can be. Even if it's a, I'm going to do this and then go somewhere else to to get a ring. But, you know, in two years from now, it may be that we're a contender. When you bring guys like that in and you don't limit the market of, of um, talent, you put yourself in a hell of a position you know, to win. If it gets out that the players are having fun, even if the team's five and 11 this year, which I think is probably a, a fairly fair assessment of where they're going to be. If, if you see that there's a light 
at the end of the tunnel and it's not a freight train coming your way to quote Metallica. It's, you know, it's something that you want to get on and ride on and ride into the light. That's attractive, man. Um, I'll go, I'll go back to the Houston Texans back in 2010, 2011, when JJ Watt got there, when Arian Foster got there, those are dudes with some personality, with some spice. And by the way, they can play. Yep. Guys wanted to be part of that. Like, oh, look, look what's going on down there, man. The, okay, they're they're not great yet, but I, I see it. I see what's what's coming. They were a very good football team for a very long time. They are certainly not anymore. That 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 train eventually ran off the tracks, but they they accomplished a heck of a lot, and they got a lot of talent there that that they wouldn't have gotten in the era prior to those guys being there. Yep. Uh, back back when Andre Johnson was the only real draw on the team. Andre Johnson, very quiet, you know. Uh, almost combative dude. He, he's another guy. He's one of those guys like you talk bad about my grandma. I'm going I'm to run you over. That's, that's how he would approach. It. That's why I got into that fight with Corlin Finnegan. He, Cause he was, he was saying things to Corlin Finnegan. Corlin's like, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> how dare you say that about me? I didn't say anything like that. And then, then they went in and Andre kicked his ass and that was beautiful. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, there. There is that, that uh, like attraction, that 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 positive energy, that inertia going forward, that people will be attracted to. Uh, I see it with Cleveland right now. John Johnson went there. He took less money. I do not officially know that the Lions offered him more money, but I have a very damn good idea that they did. Because look what they're building there. Right. There, he's he's getting in on that. That's attractive to people. Are people trying to go to Pittsburgh now? No, that 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 trains. That 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 ship done sailed. Yep. <laughs> All right, um, really quick, I want to do. I got uh, one thing we're gonna do, and then we're gonna get into this free agency speed round. You haven't been warned about this, but this you you, you got this nail. So you, crap, you, you got this nail. Don't worry. You, you, you can even close <laughs> spontaneous all spontaneous me. All right. <laughs> First, I gotta tell folks Should to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet in our Slack chat. We just started up a, a Final Four March Madness bracket tournament and got a good thing going there. It's a lot of fun oh, Ohio go Bobcats <laughs> whole bunch of great uh, options going on great people right now what are we 322 people in there hanging out you just join the Patreon wow. patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast uh, as little as a dollar a month donation will get you into the slack and especially this time of year you'll see some amazing content so and and I tell you you can, it's, it's a great place to have a discussion where people disagree but they do it um, respectfully it's a it's a place where really good people hang out and you know if you, you want to think that you're you can you can agree to disagree sometimes yep, there it goes people rolling through Plun, tons and tons of channel barbecue gambling where we do gambling and stock market um <laughs> we got milk beer which, is which has evolved into whiskey which i don't like i'll <laughs> reclaim the beer soon all kinds of all <laughs> kinds of great stuff there so uh check it out patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast okay Riz, I'm going to do speed round here. I got about 20 guys. I'm going to hit their names. Jeez, okay. Okay. Some of them are gone. Some of them we kept. Some of them, you know, you just may have a reaction to. I just want like a one to three or five word reaction right off the top of your head. Right. And I'm just going to read their name. You react to them going right to the next name. All right. Free agency. Free association. Speed round. Here we go. Ode Abushi. This isn't speed. <laughs> I need speed. Um, he doesn't have speed. Um, I hope he signs somewhere. <laughs> One to five words. Okay. Jamal Agnew. Good for him. Danny Amendola. He's beautiful. Jared Davis. 
really good for him landing with the Jets for $7 million. Yeah. Good for his agent, too. Uh, he didn't show much. Sorry, now we got out of the speed round. We ejected. Sorry. Uh, my bad. No, no, no. That's okay. He he got a really good deal. He didn't show a whole lot, but I think the idea is there's a lot more there that he didn't get to show because of the last reason. Robert Sala really wanted him. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Poor dude, man. Everson Griffin. I don't know what's going on with him. Deron I don't Harman. think anybody knows what's going on with him. <laughs> Deron Harmon. See ya. Marvin Jones. Still rooting for him, baby. Miles Killebrew. He needs a fresh start somewhere else. He's gorgeous. Uh, Tony McRae. Tony McRae. Bring him back. Special teams. Don Mulbeck. If you're gonna, if if it's over for him, you need to make it over now. Uh, Romeo Okora. More of the money that I would have given him, but I'm glad he's back. Adrian Peterson. He doesn't need to be here anymore. Matt Prater. Good luck in Arizona, where I told you he was going. <laughs> Reggie Ragland. Good luck finding a job. Jalen Reeves-Maven. I'm also glad he's back. I think he's got a chance to do what Lions fans think Alex Anzalone would do as a free agent. Yep. Daryl Roberts. I would love to have him back and, and give him a shot to actually press somebody. Wow, there you go. And Mohamed Sanu. God, he, he's going to do great wherever he goes. It won't be Detroit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to root for him. He acquitted himself so freaking well last year. Proud of that dude. Yeah. I like Joe Roberts, too. I think you keep him. I do, too. And, and think you can do, you work with him another year and see what you can do. All right. There it was. I hope it didn't, didn't hurt too bad. Um, the speed round Riz. I didn't mean to dump We're it on good. you, but I just I, I had the idea and we didn't talk about it at the pre-show. I just figured we'd drop, drop it here real quick. All right, folks, that's gonna do it for the show this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, don't forget about some Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Also cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Two great places to get the things that you need most. Also, follow us on it. Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, and at Jeff Risden. You just look for the, the sexiest guy on Twitter and you'll find him there. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Remember his nickname's Lucky Charms today. Or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-Lions, 929-335-4667. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast so we can do, what are we going to do, Riz? We can come into your ears right here automatically. Woo! Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.